0: How can innovation actually help with closing that action intention gap? Um, right. What is the role then of innovation and sustainability? Would love to hear from either of you on this. When I looked kind of early on at these issues of waste and inefficiencies and sustainability for and, and challenges, I always felt like there was huge economic opportunity, but a lot of people weren't paying attention to it for so long, right? You were operating as the status quo, businesses were moving faster and faster, things were booming and growing, and then obviously COVID hit. And now we have this unique opportunity to almost reinvent and innovate more than ever before. And I truly believe the biggest and best innovations and in companies come out of massive periods of disruption, like what we're going through right now. But to be clear, you know it does take, as we've talked about all these different sectors, but it definitely takes a different way of thinking about things. There was actually a book written by a friend of ours, Bob Ludke, called Transformative Markets. And he worked on an algorithm with Georgetown. And he analyzed all this publicly available information. And he wanted to see who was considered the biggest leaders in transforming global markets around sustainability and innovation. And somehow, you know, it was incredible. We actually ranked the highest in trustworthiness above some of the biggest and best companies in the world. And, you know, I asked him, why did we rank so high and what, what does this mean and how can we all innovate together this way? And he said, there were three reasons. One is that we were always out there talking about what we were doing, educating people, sharing our learnings, and trying to democratize access to these resources and technologies. Mm -hmm. Two, he said, the other reason you had very strong partnerships and you really tried to align yourself with powerful players in the world to help them do better and think differently. And three, he said, we were very clear and articulated in how we talked about measuring impact. We did speak out about the water, the toxins, right? The carbon emissions and the waste we've saved and track and measure that and share that. And I think when businesses and individuals start to feel confident talking about these things publicly, when they've got the metrics and the data on a blockchain record, leveraging machine learning, using solutions like ours, you can feel more confident about speaking about what you're doing. Because honestly, I believe a lot of the world's biggest and best companies are innovating right now. They're just not talking about it. And the more we can get people comfortable talking about it and partnering and supporting each other, that's really, I think, how we're going to have massive impact. And to date, I'm really proud to say for us, we've saved over a billion gallons of water, and we're just getting started. It's actually enough clean water for 1.4 million people to drink around the world for three years. And I mention all that not just because I'm really proud of the work our team has done, but also because never doubt that the small actions that you take when you add them up, even as a startup, can have a
1: massive impact on the world, for sure. That is really inspiring on many levels. one thing that you've talked about is the expectations of the business community. And there's no doubt that the private sector has a big role to play in in this path to a more sustainable future, and all parts of the private sector, from from startups through to, to Fortune 500 companies. And and what what we're seeing in the run-up to COP26 is that expectations are really high on businesses. Um, Every kind of ratings agency, NGO, that that looks for companies to sign up to pledges um, is asking for companies to sign all all kinds of things about the race to zero, and even to go beyond carbon to tackle nature in in, um, corporate supply chains and um, it, it'll be interesting to see what what happens at COP. Uh, but one thing to look for is is what happens right after COP, and as as the private sector. Um, really digs in and starts to take the actions that that we've all committed to. We're seeing so many companies and so many countries come forward with pledges and commitments in the run-up to COP. But the after COP really is when the rubber hits the road, and that's when we need to be looking for action. And to to your point, Shivani, that's where um, innovation, innovative ways to drive mass adoption of these sustainable practices, that's when it really matters. And... um, that's when we have um, an opportunity to to really build that, that future.